0: Okay, let's get started with Parshas Vayechi, Parshas Vayechi, Tavshin Membez, and uh, Tavshin Pebez, and uh, let us uh, finish off safe for Ebrechus, again, scheduling, no, the next, next week, there won't be a shiur, I'll be traveling, the following week, I'm landing on Wednesday, I don't think that, uh, I don't think there'll be a shear then either, if I can give it sometime that week, I will try, uh, but uh, it doesn't look like it, so if not, we'll pick up with, uh, with Parshas Bo, I'm just going to be in, uh, in transit. Um, okay, today's sheir sponsor Riffua Shalema Chaimer Ben Dvore, and Rifka Bas Dvora. Riffua Shalema Chaimer Ben Devora Rivka Bas Dvora by the Sussman family. We thank them for the sponsorship Rufua Shalema. So Yaakov Avinu, it's the end of his life, the last seventeen years he spends in Mitzrayim, and we know the famine stops, and we have Berachas Yaakov. Right, that takes up so much of the uh, of the parsha. But first, we have Yaakov Avinu's instructions to to his son. And he calls his son as he gets his uh gets older va yikravu yisrael lamus the days of yisrael uh come close lamus va yikravu ibnolo yosef he calls to his son va lo ibnama tazi kheme nacha simna yad he takes the only makom kadosh that he has va imadi chesed veems al nasik bemet sraim due to me chesed veems what is chesed veems Kindness and truth, usually that those are different. Usually, if you're kind, if it's kindness from Hashem, we usually think that's not true. Like emes, we deserve an onish. but Hashem has chesed on us and, and doesn't give an onish. So usually, chesed and emes don't go together. So what's chesed ve So Rashi says chesed she osin im hamesim who chesed shel emes, as is known chesed shel emes, a true chesed. What does that mean? Sheino mitzap gumul. gemol. Because you don't expect something in return, the person you're doing a chesed, the person is not giving you anything back, right? The person is 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 not here anymore. So maybe that's what is chesed shel emes. <laughs> there are chesed shel emes societies. That's where this Rashi is the basis for that, for that phrase. But the Dubna Magid gives another uh, another idea. What is the Lushan of chesed the emes? Do to me chesed ve Don't bury me in Eretz Says the Dominum in the source number one, quoted, quoted here in Vakarosla Shabbos Oneg, one of the volumes. There's a Pasig in Micha, which we all are familiar with, from davening. Titin Emes Lyakov, Chesed Liavraham. Yaakov's Mida is MS, and Avram's Mida is Chesed. And the question that is asked, Yaakov is MS. So we're not going to get into now, Yaakov's life seems to be the one that's far from MS, because look what happened with Esav, Chas Obviously, what is Micha saying? Tidan Ms. There is something Ms. Must have a deeper idea than uh, than what we interpret as as Ms. If Ms. Is associated with Yaakov, Tidan Ms. Yaakov Chesel Avram. See, a marshal, marshal, a la Asherecha libo, la says matanul yedidos chum An Ashir, a rich man, wants to give to his needy friend. wants to give him a thousand golden coins. Chasha Ashir, but the Ashir is nervous. Maybe my wife's not going to want to give me so much, or you could add in, maybe I'm not going to want to give so much in the future. In shul, when I got shlishi, you know, I was feeling it. I was feeling it. how much? And everybody announces, but after Shabbos, you know, when it comes to writing the check, it's not, uh, I'm not as inspired. So this rich man wanted to make sure that he didn't get out of it. So what did he do? He wrote a star, a document of obligation. I hereby obligate myself to pay you a thousand gold coins. He made himself, right? What is allowed to do that? Somebody can obligate themselves in a financial way. And that's what he did. And He wrote a star that I owe you a thousand gold coins. And I have to pay you within a, within a month. To come to sign the document when the time came to pay up, chashafa ushilaatsmo, the usher thinks, Lo to Khal My wife can't and I can't back out. Why? Because I owe it from the star. He has he has proof, he has legal proof against me. Shekate Bez is going to force me. So what did it start out with? It started out as chesed but then it turned into ms. The act was chesed. He was giving a thousand gold coins to his friend, but then he obligated himself and to now to fulfill that star, that star he owes. Yes, he, he can't get out. That's not chesed anymore. Right? He was machayev himself and he turned the chesed into emes, says the Dubna Magin. It started off as a chesed. But then he went so far in his chesed that he turned it into MS. I have to do this. I put myself in a situation where I can't get out of it. Says the Domna Magid, that's what HaKadosh Baruch who did to Avram and Yaakov. Hashem said, I'm going to give you all of Eret Yisrael. That was chesed. Avram believed in Hashem, and Hashem says, "Okay, I'm going to do something for you." Was that? Did He have to do that? No. God is God; He can do whatever He wants. He decided to give Eretz Yisrael to Avram Avido That was Chesed. Ula ma'achar mikan. But then what happens? Hashem swore. That was like a doc. That's like the document. Hashem was Nishpa. How is a hafek lachov? How is a hafek lachov? Sherei Nishpa al Kanach. Vezor so that's why the pasuk says in Micha Titan Esliyako what used to be Chesel It started off as Chesel Yavraham. It started off as Hakadosh Baruch giving something to, to the Jewish people through Avraham Avinu. Because, but then once Hakadosh Baruch swore that he has to do it, so then it turned into Eme. emes of Chesel Yavraham. We can't say that we should we shouldn't be able to say that that uh, pasuk in Davening again without this uh, kavana of the of the Dumna Magin. Um, generally the part of the of a Sion, I think it's no Ovala it's, uh, it's, uh, um, it's powerful tefillah, we just don't appreciate it because we're rushing out. But there's, uh, it's one of the the under. I guess every single part of davening is underappreciated. Uh, somebody once told me that they're recently that they're listening to a she'er, these, uh, these she'er on davening, uh, just a, like a two th- a few minutes on each part of davening. He's been listening to hundreds of and He says he says this rabbi ruined my davening. What do you ruin your davening? I can't get through any Pusik now without stopping and thinking and focusing, and then I lose it, and then the tefillah is way ahead of me. I can't daven anymore. It's like you know, maybe all of us are broken, and he's the one that's fixed. Right, but that's the, uh, that's what it should be. That's what it should be. Um, (coughs) So says the, says the Dumbna Magid, that's the name of Yaakov, Chesel, Ephraim. So now we get back to our Pasuk, (laughs) Yaakov Avinu says to his son Yosef, V'yasisi di chesed ve'emes. Well, do you have to? Is it, do you have a chiev to bring me up to Eretz Canaan? No, do it as a chesed, but, but swear to me. Swear to me. Simno yachotach Yurechi, yirechi, like Kaddish Baruch Hu, make it into emes something that you have to do. So that is the Dobnemark getting us started uh tonight Chesed Bireyni, in past years, we spoke about the Abarbanel. I was going to do it again, but I didn't. We had other material. Remember the Abarbanel that spoke about the, uh, appropriateness of somebody being buried in Eretz Yisrael if they didn't live in Eretz Yisrael. That's a discussion in the, in the, uh, in the post-gim. We assume that it's a right? The Minnuk of Klai over the past thousands of years. The Gemara tells stories. Mesechus Megillah is getting up to it this week in Dafyomi. Of Amorim that came, that died in Babel, that came to Eretz Yisrael to be buried. So it's been going on for a long time. But that Barbanel and others speak about, is there any little kit I didn't come here when I was alive. But either way, Yaakov Avinu was there, and then he had to leave because that's where Kaddish Hu wanted him, and then he, he went back. Okay. And then the Torah tells us that Yaakov Avinu wants to give Brachas first to his grandchildren. First to his grandchildren. We've noted often already in the in the Shirim, Yaakov is the first in Torah that has a relationship with his grandchildren, the first one. We don't have any evidence that Avram and Yaakov, right, were uh, connected, and Yitzchak and the Shvatim. Yitzchak was still alive, but we don't have any Torah shebichsav. But Yaakov and his grandchildren, we we have evidence in the Psukim. In the Psukim. That's the uh, the best evidence. uh, Yosef takes his sons, Banash and Ephraim, and he goes to Yisrael. We note Yaakov and Yisrael keeps switching Yaakov and Yisrael. Yaakov, maybe the personal Yaakov, Yisrael is when he's acting on behalf as the Av. And then, of course, we have the famous switching of the hands. Switching of the hands, Yosef positions the uh, children. Even before that, you saw Yosef Lo Pilalti. Right, I never, I never thought this would be. What's Pilalti? What's the Pilalti? Rashi says Lo I never even thought about it. It Never dawned on me that I would see you again. Pilila is from a lashon of uh, Machshava. Fascinating. Palel, usually to us, we think of something else. Pilal, Palel, Vayi Palel Pinchas, Lahis Palel to Davin. So the Radak and the Haskuni, I think, say here, I never even davin for it because I thought it was out of the realm of possibility. What do we daven? We don't Davin' to, generally, we don't Davin' for miracles. The propriety of Davin' for miracles is the Big sugi and Hilkas Chanakah, but we don't usually don't Davin'. The Rambam says at one well, but you don't Davin' that. Uh, you know, you grow wings and you can fly like a bird. You know, the uh, airline traffic is so busy and expensive. I wish I had wings. Wish I, we don't do that because it's not in the realm of possibility. So Yaakov Avinu never even davened that he would see. Yos- he thought Yosef was dead. It's like Tilashov. Shav. How is that Tefilah Shav? So that's what the Mishnah says in Brachas. So, lo fil that's the other, another shot. But either way, we'll continue. So, vayote yosef hausam me imber ka vayishtachal apav artsa. yosef ishneem is Ephraim is bimino bismol yisrael. Yosef situates them. He puts Ephraim the younger on his right to the bismol yisrael. Vesmanasha bismol o mimin yisrael. And he takes Menasha to be positioned to the right of Yaakov Avinu. Because he's the Bachar. So he gets the right. He gets the right. Everything on the right is always more chashiv, as uh, as we've said. Just parenthetically, I think I said this recently in this year, but you can't not say it. Everything on the right is more chashiv. So why is our heart on our left side? Why is our heart on our left side? Because on, it's on the right side of the person you're looking at. It's on the right side of the person we're looking at, so that's why it's also chashiv. It's on the chashiv side. So he's positioned by Yisrael. Yaakov takes his right hand, Vahasha Sa'Rosh Ephraim, Bhuat Sa'ir, he puts it on Ephraim's head. Who is the younger? The Rosh on and the small on the head of Menashe. Sikel es Yadav. Sikel es Yadav. What is Sikel es Yadav? Uncleis ach kaminun He acted with wisdom. That's Sikel. Ach kaminun says the Uncleis. He acted with wisdom. Ha habachar because the Menashe was the bachar. Rashi quotes Uncleis. Achaminun Bahaskal Vakhmah. Hiskal as Yadov Lakah Umidas. Kyodeo Haya He wasn't a mixed up old man. Has Fashalom knew exactly what he was doing. Seikel, Seikel. For the word Seikel, Venipsachim Seikel Tov, Benealokim Vadam. Haskel. Vyafalpi Kain Losha Simino. Alov. So ask the Mafarshim, what do the last three words in the pasuk mean? How do they fit in? Yos Yaakov switches his hands. He acted with wisdom. Sikel as Yadov. Kiminashahabakhar. Because Menashe is the Bechar. What do you mean, because? Shouldn't it be, even though, Afalpi, that Menashe was the Bechar? Ki has many meanings, as we know the Gemara tells us. Four of them, actually. But none of them are Afalpi. E Dilma, elodaha. Right? Either it means because or, right, if. right There are a lot of meanings, but there's not a number, not a fifth one. So what does it mean? He switched his hands because Manash was a No, he shouldn't have switched his hands. Right? Because the Mashe was a Bachar. When you see? as even though he was a Bechari, he put his right hand on, on Ephraim. So how do you understand? as, Yadav. So two Pshatim. One, as close to Pshutosh as the Arachayim thinks that we could get. And number two, a thought that we've heard from others in the past, but this year we'll see it from the Nitziv. Says the Arachayim Akadosh in source number two. Seek Yadav. Omar, Tevas, Ki. It says Ki, but it's the opposite. It's the opposite. The Rechaim often has long questions and answers, but here he just says what he thinks the Peshat shot is. Remember I heard from Rabbi uh, Isaac Bernstein, those who used to listen to this year, he I mean, used to call the Rechaim the Ramban of the Achronim. The Ramban of the Achronim, that the, uh, the uh, Pshutel shell getting to the pshat of the words uh, and the depth of the words. So V'yesha Peshushu, Kiminasha Bharbi Afal Pekan, so some say, because it's an alfal peekin' but that's not the shot. Vaanachon Bainai, who? Lafi Masha Kata Makasiv Lahodia. What did the Pasik just say to psukim before? Posig Yud Vi Ene kavdu Kovdu Mizoken Lo Yukal We just said that Yaakov Avinu couldn't see well. Right Towards the end of their lives, Yisra couldn't see well, Yaakov couldn't see well. So the puzzle just said he couldn't see well. So we might continue reading the Psukim and think that he's an old man. He's getting confused and he's mixed up because that's how the Torah introduces this section. <speaking> in <Hebrew> so that's what we think he can't see. And, he, and it, when he comes to them, by yishakla, by chabik and maybe he he gives them hugs and kisses, and he's not gonna he's confused. So the Torah doesn't want us to think that. When he wanted to give a bracha, don ki he couldn't see well. So Yaakov had to use his head to think how Yosef would position them in front of him. Because he knows what Yosef is thinking. He knows that Yosef is going to put Menashe on his Yaakov's right and Ephraim on his Yaakov's left. Yaakov knows that this is what Yosef is going to do and that's exactly why he switched his hands. It was dafka because he knew this is what was going to be done in front of him. Because he couldn't see well. Lozeh kisharatsa l'avarech. Don bedaita when he wanted to give the bracha, he makes the decision in his mind. He thinks kia mesadir yisadram bederech musari. The Mesader Yosef will set them up in the proper way. La asos habachar li emino shalom avarech. Ubazeh makom kolechen mehem. So he knew which where they were going to be. He knew Manasha was going to be on his right and Ephraim on his left. Va'asam asha ala machshavato asos. And he still did what he wanted to do shira Kasuv, Si Yadav, he acted with wisdom. Yadav, How do you know that he knew the place of each one of them? Was Amarki Manasha Because he knew the Manasha was the bachar and therefore Yosef would put it on his right. That's why he switched his hands, because he wanted to put his right hand on Ephraim. So it reads Straight, no afal peace. Um, he switched his hand because he knew Manasseh was the Bechar and he would be on his right because that's what Yosef would do and therefore he switched his hand to the left. So that's the Arachayim. The Possek reads straight and beautifully. The Nitziv in the Hemigdavar has a different shot. He asked a question that others ask as well. I think, I think we saw the same thought from Rev Schwab a couple of years ago. Um, but Haim MacDabar said it a little bit before with Schwab. Source three, the humi Again, sika les yadav ki menashe What do we even need to know those three words for? They're extra. The Rachaim was dealing with it, they're not only extra, it's wrong. It should be Afalpi. The Dezif is saying you don't need those three words at all. Humi yutar. Shari yadano mi yinina ki We know menashe is the bachar. Avoyesh baze omek ve kavana. There is depth. To this, The question of many. Why did he switch his hands and not switch the kids? To switch the boys. Well, would that be, some suggest that would have been too embarrassing for Menashe. Already it was difficult. Already it was difficult. So basically, you think about Firstborns in Brachus had a tough time. Firstborns in Brachus had a tough time. We won't even talk about Cain, right? But maybe he brought that on himself. But firstborns of Abraham, right? Yishmael and Yitzchak. Firstborns of Yitzchak, Yaakov and Esav. Firstborns of Yaakov, Reuven, Yehuda. Right? Reuven didn't get the malchus, and firstborns of Yosef. So, all the firstborns, all the godless of the firstborns, you know, I'm the youngest, so I could speak freely. But, uh, but, you know, firstborns have, uh, had, had challenges in, uh, in, in, in safe So, Yaakov maybe didn't want to switch him because it would be embarrassing. But either way, w- w- why did it? That question is asked by a number of the mafarshim. You wanted to keep, you wanted to switch him, so put him on the right. Put Ephraim on his right. Aval, basher, menasha, abachor. You know what? But no. He switched the hands, add in these words, and not the boys, because Menashe was the Bechar. And he wanted Menashe to stay on his right. Even though Menashe wasn't getting the right hand, he was getting the right foot. Why? What's the issue? What is the arm symbolize and what does the foot symbolize? Vitaimo Shall David says then it's a hundred and forty years ago. She Afagab, she hiked as Afri and Lef Minasha, even though Yaakov put Ephray before Menasha. Umi shimhachi haya ba midbar Rosh Hadegel. And in the midbar his dagel was ahead. Mikomakom Bipkudim de Parshis Pinchas Hayala Hef. In Pinchas Menash's first, before Ephraim. Which means some type of significance. in spiritual matters Ephraim gets Kedima. Bahalichos Olam but down, down in this world, Gashmi world, the Gadol may Afraim comes first in terms of military prowess, in terms of going into Eretz Yisrael. Right, Menashe. Right, I think Rav Schwab adds in. I don't think he. I don't think uh, the Netziv says this. right Menashe was the Melitz, according to Chazal. He was the interpreter between the brothers and Yosef. He was involved in the political, you know, issues in the court. In front of Yosef, yeah. Ephraim was learning with, uh, with, ya- with Yaakov later. Spiritual leaders and Gashmi leaders. Misham Haqi, by the first binyan, by, by Harsinai. Shahisa, Shchinas, Ola, Malrosham. Vikalha, Originally, the census was at a time when it was all miraculous, with the Mon, and the Be'er, and the Anan, Haya Ephraim Kodem. Ephraim was first. Aval pepekude da arvos moa, but once we're later on in Bamidbar Dvarim, in the fortieth year, beknisasam laaretz shayu kimatz baalicha zateva. Right, it's almost teva. They're about to start teva. Right, there's no more. Right, Moshe Rabbeinu dies on Zayin There's no more teva. There's no more nisim. Right, all the nisim disappeared. Kimavur laalon b'sefer Bamidbar Dvarim mishim ha'chei Menashe kodem, and that's why Menashe comes first then. And how is that symbolized by the body parts? He says, the hands service the mind. One might add, this is said by in other Svarim, the hands are the highest point on a person. I. Right, what about the head? No, you can put your hands up. So the hands are the highest connection to, could be the highest connection to Shemayim. Kodesh. Right, the hands lift up. Right, why, why hands? Hands are such a focus. In the morning, why is rock raw on our hands? We have to wash our hands when we wake up in the morning, when we go out of the cemetery. Why the hands? We don't have to wash our ears. Right, we don't have to wash. Why the hands? Because there's something about the hands. There's something about the hands. Maybe it's, it's, it, it can reach the highest. The greatest connection, the greatest potential of, of spirituality, symbolizing. And that's why the hands, Ruchnius, that's what Ephraim gets. Vaharagel, the foot touches the floor. regel symbolizes the karka. Mishameshes halichos ha tivo. Again, the Gemara says in one place, you should always wear shoes. You should always wear shoes. Because we shouldn't be totally Gashmi. We shouldn't be, there should be a little hefsik between us and the Gashmius. So we have to be there, we have to have the regel but you should have a little bit of, a, we're not going to get into makomas Kedoshim, that's, that's a different issue. But either way, that's why Yaakov Aveden wanted to keep the leg, Gashmi, symbolic with Menashe, and the hand on, on Ephraim, and that's why the Pasuk reads, He switched the hands and not the boys, because the Menashe was the Bechor and he wanted to keep him by the right foot. So two different readings, the Arachayim HaKadosh and the Nitziv, how to read those last three psukim in the, in the passage. Okay. So now we have the meeting. This is something that we did about 10 years ago. But I thought we'd review it um, this time because it's fascinating. Right, when the brothers, the Gemara, tells us in Meseches Psachim, the Yaakov Avinu was about to give the brachas to his children... And he's about to tell them what's going to happen before the brachas. Right? Beginning of Parak Memtes. Vayikra Gather together and I will tell you what's going to happen in the end of days. What is going to happen? Rashi. legalos He wanted to tell them what's going to happen. He wanted to tell them the whole destiny of the world. v'nushchina. So he's okay, I'll give you brachas. I lost the Ruach HaKodesh. But of course, the Gemara and tells us that really he was about to, it was a conversation that took place. He was about to tell them and he lost the Nevuah and he, and he was wondering, he thought to himself, maybe there's someone here that's, that's a, that's a blemish, that's a stain. Again, my, my, my father or my grandfather threw somebody out of the house. Maybe I have to also. Maybe there's somebody here that's, that's hiding something. So he didn't know. He asked them, is there somebody that doesn't believe? And what did they answer? Shema Yisrael! Listen! They didn't want to say Yaakov because that was their father's name. You can't call your father by his first name. Right? So they say, they call him by his stage name. Right? Shema Yisrael! Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. No, we're all, we all believe. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. And he hears that and he realizes it's not because of anything except that Hashem just wanted to reveal it and he says, ah, oh. Baruch Shem Kavod, Malchusol the and that's what the Gemara tells us, that if you look in Dvarim, Moshe, Rabbeinu, when he wrote the Shema, there's no Barak Shem in the Torah. The Shema, then via So what do we do? Moshe did not say Barak Shem. Yaakov Inu said Barak Shem. What do we do? We say it quietly. Pshara. There are a couple of halachas, not too many, like three. Very few halachas that are based on Pshara. So one of them is this Barak Shem. Right? Say it, not say it, okay, say it quietly. Mizuzah, straight up, or horizontal, okay, diagonal. Rashitosis. Okay. But, uh, not too many, uh, not too many, uh, halachos or, or minhagim, uh, like that. But anyway, so says Rabashah Wise of the Minchasashi here at source number four. He connects this to, um, a Gemara and a Rizal and a Gra. Put those three together and you get a magical thought. Says the Gemara and chagiga. How many wings do malachim, do angels have? How many wings? These aren't physical wings. But how many wings do angels have? So the Gamari has a stira. Right? Different ver- different uh visions. Yachaskel, Yeshayo, Khasa Omer, Shaish Kanafim, Shesh Kanafime six wings. The Khazav Arba are boaponim, the Yarbakana Fine Lachas, four wings. Is it four wings? Is it six wings? Lokasha. Khan Bizmancha Basa Migdash Kayam. Khan Bizmancha Besa Migdash Kayim. Depends when there's a base Beis- of when there's a base Beis- Beis- Migdash. then there's six wings. When there's no base of it, just four wings. So we have no idea what that means. But one thing that's fascinating is that the malachim's reality is affected by the base of migdash You might think the base of migdash is down here. What does the base of migdash have to do with the wings of angels? Right, the wings of angels are in Shemayim. They have their world, and we have our world. Ah, no, no, our world affects that world. All right, was Gabriel saying Titus? Hashem says, I'm not going to go into the base Hamigdash Shalmata, Yerushalayim Shalmata, until I go into the base Hamigdash Shalmata. Because the worlds are, are connected. So you see that from the, whatever it means with the wings, we just know that the fact whether there's a base Hamigdash or not affects the wings. Number one. And he quotes from the Ari, that on the six wings, when we have a base Hamigdash, there's one word written on each wing. Six words. Those six words take up the six wings. So we have a Gemara, six and four. Then we have the Arizal, Baruch Shem Kavod, one word on each wing. And now we have the Gra. Which two words are missing when we turn to the base of Eglash? Kavod Malchusa, because his Malchus is not is not revealed. The covet of his Malchus is is in is dilapidated. Is is desolate. And that's why the Gura says, unbelievable, on Yantif, when we david and Musaf, we say, Gale, reveal! Reveal your malchus! That's not just saying we want to make some big reveal, reveal, we want those two wings that are covered now. Gale, reveal the kvon malchus! Alayes kant fe'amalachim shenis kasu al yedei chur banabayas v'nizke shuv lavod es and we'll be zoch again to serve in the beis hamigdash lahakriv kabanus l'shemcha agadol to serve uh to serve Hakadosh Baruch. That's so far Gemara Ari and Gra, and that's why he quotes from the Ben Yehoyada. What we say davening k'fon machuz chayom eru ugevaras chay daberu laselavo will be able to to uh, to say it. Let's skip for a minute, skip the Owe Yisrael. line 21. Hashem's kavod is partially covered, right, in this world. Hashem's glory is not revealed. There's so much hester, there's so much darkness, there's so much confusion, there's so much distance. That's why we say it quietly. Another read, not just shara. How can we say K'vod Malchuscha aloud? It's not true. No, according to this, it's gonna, when we have a Beis HaMikdash, we're going to say it out loud. V'zea tamshad ha-omrim pasik zea balachash da'adayin lo higi hasha. Avala silavo shi yizgalek k'vod Malchuscha b'chala aretz yahad heid pasik zea b'chala olam It will reverberate in the whole world. kulo. K'vodoh v'yismali k'alaretz kvodo. And the whole world, according to Chazal, what we just quoted, the other uh, the other reason. But there's two other Chazals. We had a Shabbat Shuvah, Joshua, about this a couple of years ago, uh, about Barak Shem Kavod. But either way, according to this shot, maybe we would say it out loud in the future. But then Rav Weiss adds beautifully. And again, the Rav Yaakov Kaminesky also makes this connection in his Sefer Emes Yaakov. Line 32. But we want to scream out Barak Shem. But we can't. Because K'vod Machuzcho is not revealed. So what do we do? We're stuck. We want to scream it out. Right? We want to scream out. Hashem's God, name is great. How do we say it quietly? So says Rasha Weiss, maybe we have an area. We have a way to scream it out loud. Not in Lashen HaKodesh. I'm, emphasizing, I'm adding this. But at least in Aramaic, because a parallel to Baruch Shem Kavod is Yehi Shem Rabba Mivarach la'olam Olam Li Right? L'olam Olam Voed is La Omeimaya. Baruch Shem Kavod, Yiskal. right? Yehi Shem Rabba Mivarach. It's basically the same, same, uh, same lesson. Dalze Amru Kala Omer Yeshi Mivarach Bechol Kocho. The Gemara in Shabbos says you have to say Yeshi Rabba Rabbechol Kocho. It's like making up for the Baruch shame that we can't say. That we can say qua uh out loud. Tabus Eloh Rabba Alohe Mamish Barak Shame. Kimavur Bagim Yirushalmi, like the Tagam Y says, the Kamara Amar Yakab Barak Shaym, Kitagabyonasan, Shamra Yeshbe Rabbah, Hak tahas, Shenivat Nivsar me man, Barak Shaymram, we say Yaheshme Rabbah Bekor Ram. But again, I think Rabbiakov Rabanaski emphasizes this, but the one thing Yaheshbe Rabbah is equal to the Barak Shay, but without the Kfon Malhusa. So that we still davin for. We mentioned in the past, uh, the, uh, the Aramaic language is also a covered language, right? But we don't, uh, we don't, uh, understand it fully. We mentioned in the past, I forgot it in the name of who. That's why the, uh, uh, Hashem Yimloch li Olam Va'ed, which we all know the Targum for that, because we say it every morning, right? Hashem al ko'em lo'olam lo'mea malia. The Aramaic is in present tense. Hashem Yimloch is in future tense. Ko'em, why is the, because we can't, Hashem, we don't see the malchus. So in Hebrew, in the open language, we have to say in the future it's going to be. In Aramaic, which is covered, we know underneath. Hashem is even now. Malchus la lo'olam lo'am amayim. Okay, just as, a, as an aside. We continue now with the Brachus. With the Brachus of Yaakov. Again, some of them don't appear like brachos. Mefarshim point out that a bracha doesn't always mean something that is you're going to get, but a bracha is mean when you know your essence. And you can work with your essence, so that's where, that's the greatest bracha in the world. So Yehuda, has a long bracha, unlike some other shvatim, which have short brachas. Um, so we probably wouldn't have caught this, but Rabbeinu Bachai did. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, there's one letter that's not in Birchos Yehuda. There's a letter not there. Chazal pick up on you know certain letters, not on the in the Shvatim's names, right? So you yeah, had add on a couple of words to the Choshen. Says Rebbeinu Bachai, V'imtastakam a parsha zu beverchas Yehuda, Timshasham kala osios a Torah, Rishumos chutz Os Zayin. There's no Zayin. No Zayin in Beverchas Yehuda. V'hatam What's the symbol? Lefisha malchus Yisrael abam Yehuda Zayin. What's a Zayin symbolizes? Sword. Kli the letter Zion. The letter Zion also kind of looks like a sword. Like the top of it is like a handle. Looks like a sword. So, Malchus Yehuda. There's no Zion in there. Ein Iker Zayin keshar umos. Yehuda, which is the Melech, the Malchus. It looks like on the surface that their wars are fought with swords. But there's really no Zion in Malchus Yehuda. It's all the, it's all the greater, the greater senior teammate that we have. Ki Again, obviously, we have to have hishtablos. We have to use swords, but we have to know it's not our swords. We have to know it's not, We have to know it's like it's like the child who the father lets him help carry the bundle. Yeah, 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 help, you help me carry this heavy thing and put your hand on it. When we fight. It's Akadosh Baruch who is behind the scenes. There's no Zion in Yehuda, because really Akadosh Baruch who is the is our secret weapon. Umizet Timsa Bishmosh Al Yehuda, and that's why also it's letters. There's no Zion in in the brachas of Yehuda, and Yehuda, as we know, is the only shevet that has Hashem's name in it. it it's mamish Hashem's name. Shamalchus Bimenu Hashem shalim. Yurkei Vavkei is in Yehuda. What's extra? Just the Dalit. When we follow the path of the Torah and Hashem, we succeed and our Malchus succeeds. What about the Dallas? It's a Dallas, that's the name, not a Dalid. That's, That's a mistake, Dallas. That's what the Gemara says. Number one, Yehudah was number four. Fourth Shevet. Dalad is Gematria. four. Omipnesh Shashemesh shemesh bagalgo revi. Nivra the sun. There are different levels of of being. Right? The sun is the is the fourth Galga. The Ram talks about it in Hilk's over the different orbits. Right? You have the Malachim, and then you have the, the sun and the moon and the constellations, and then you have people. Nivra Byom A lot of fours. And it was created on day four. And Maches and Yehuda is compared to the sun. Gvura, the sun. The sun is the greatest of the, of the stars. Shinemar, the Kiso Negdi. I just saw today. I just saw an article. I was, just saw an article. NASA sent something that touched the sun's surface. They came out with this. They went in and they touched the sun. So it's like the whole hashkuf of the article was about man is in charge and we're going to conquer and we're going to. It's like, no, the, the sun is a symbol of power, of God's power, of Hashem's power. And that's, that's, that's Yehuda. Yehuda is connected to that and the Mashal is, um, is given that. He also says that it could be that Yehuda, uh, a little bit later on, again, he gets into Kabbalistic. Yehuda is number seven uh from Avraham. Avram Yisraq Yaakov, Ruven Shimon Levi Yehuda. It's also a seven. Also a seven. Sevens are always special, as we know. Hu ba'asma hu hu la'avos shvi'i Avram Avraham Yisraq Yaakov, Ruven Shimon Levi Yehuda. Yehuda can't get shvi'i shal Shabbos, he gets Kabbalistic, as Rabbi Yerushai often often does. Okay, but that's a couple of word issues and letters in um, about Yehuda and the brach. Moving we'll right along, we get to Yisachar. Yisachar, we have Yehuda, then Zvul, and then Yisachar. Yisachar, Chamer, Gorim, Robet Ben Amish Batayim. Yisachar is like a Chamer who is lying down. Ben Amish Batayim, Vayar Menucha Kitov. He sees Menucha Kitov. Right? What does that mean? He sees his portion. Vesaar es Ema. He sees it's nice. Vayet Shechemalas Bone. He puts his shoulder down to. Carry the load. So so just, uh, again, there's no Pashup shot here. It's all metaphors. It's all symbolic. He sees minucha and he sees things are good and nice, and he starts working very hard. That's the psukim say. He sees things are good and nice, and he starts working very hard. So what is the, what could we take out of this this year? Uh, right, Rashi quotes based on Uncle Ra l'chel kol eres sees his, uh, He loves his portion in Eretz Yisrael, and he... Starts working hard. Says the In Source number 6, I saw this Chaim quoted in a number of Svarim. I gave it here from the Priniyat Torah. What's the Pshat? Or what's the, what's one meaning? So even though he saw his land was very blessed. He could get a lot of wonderful fruit. Still, he focused on working hard. His brother, and we know Yisacher were the uh, great uh, members of the Sanhedrin and they worked hard in Torah. He, he, he went away from the outer beauty that he saw and maybe he went to search for inner beauty. Went to search for inner beauty. And the Chavaz Chaim gives a mashal. There was a psar echad, a certain officer that was going on a boat. And the boat was gorgeous and beautiful. And the sailors were tip top shape and their their boots were shined and their their uh uniforms were tucked in and he was looking around and said, wow and the deck was sh- was was just waxed <speaking in> by <Hebrew> beautiful beautiful <speaking in Hebrew> well how does the boat go what makes it go he said oh let me take you down to the engine room let me take you down to the to where the kishkas of the boat is <speaking in Hebrew> What did he see? He saw dirt. He saw grease. He saw black. He saw sailors with soot on their face. Loud noise and machines and rumbling. There's gas. What is this? Why is this so dirty? Why is this so, so unkept? So the the captain says, this is what makes the boat go. Says the sail, it can't be. Such a beautiful boat. So gorgeous. And what makes it go is this dirty, you know, on the greasy, smelly. That can't be. Can't be. No, no, I command you. Figure out that these machines shouldn't make so much noise and the sailors shouldn't be dirty. You don't put any oil or you don't put these materials, it's not going to go. Says the Chafetz Chaim, sometimes what looks beautiful on the outside is not what's making things go and what's not pushing it along. Our, Our world is beautiful. It's gorgeous. And Hashem wants us to think it's beautiful. And there's beautiful... And the, the Chazal even said, you make a bracha when you see something beautiful. Oh samas ebrechus. There's beautiful, beautiful... But that's not what keeps the world going. What keeps the world going aren't the beautiful mountains and trees and animals. What keeps the world going is the... Is the um, those that don't look so objectively beautiful to the outsider. But it's from the insider, Yisachar saw the real beauty. He saw Torah and mitzvos and a life of dedication to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and in that way, he keeps the world going. As we know, Okay, So we have the brachas, and now we get towards the end of the Sefer in Peregnun. Peregnun, we already see the turning of the tide here in Peraknun. We already see the turning of the tide. We already see this where? Yaakov dies. And what happens? Pazig Dalet. Yosef says to base Paro, that's already something. What do we mean, base paro? Why not paro? What, what, what? He's not. He's not talking to paro anymore. Now he has to go through through you know uh, messengers. If you find favor in your eyes, please ask paro the following. My father made me swear. I have to take him back. My paro says okay. Like you swore. Rashi picks up on right. If without the sure, I wouldn't let you. Why didn't Yosef go himself? Why didn't Yosef go himself? He Asher of Chaim Knievsky in the time of the Krah. So he quotes from his father, the stipler. He quotes from his father. He knew power would never let him leave. Yosef, you're too important to me. Yosef, you're, you're what makes the country tick. You, you're in charge. You can't leave. You can't leave. Hako yismotet Yosef lo Paro can't do it Yosef sends other people. Why? What? Paro's going to admit to other people? Well, I can't do it without Yosef. Paro would never say that. Paro's a big ball guyver. Paro would never tell anybody else that he can't do it without Yosef. So Yosef davkesen shlichim. Because he knew Power would have no choice but to let him go. Number one. The Yodi He says number two, maybe based on Sukkim elsewhere in Tanakh. Yosef's in Avelus. Right, we learned from Megillus Esther. He was in Avelus and therefore he didn't go himself. Okay. So we finish up Sefer Brations. So many messages, that's those who will be here on Shabbos the afternoon. We're going to talk about take-home messages from the life of the Ovos. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that, but one thought to finish up Sefer Brashas from Rabbi Sachs in his Sefer Lessons in Leadership, where he talks about Yosef. The final leader, before we get to the greatest leader of all time, next week's Parsha, in Moshe, was Yosef. The final leader, when we have the Avos and we have the Avos, Avram is like Yaakov, and after Yaakov, Yehuda is, is also somewhat of a leader, but Yosef is really the leader. So what made Yosef so great? Many aspects could be, could be focused on. Uh. We mentioned last week, and also he mentions here, that Yosef recognizes that everything is part of the divine plan. That's what a leader has to see also. A leader has to see beyond himself. He has to see the world's unfolding around him. But in Yosef's case specifically, a leader has to get up after failure and after setback and after Yehosh. Joseph's greatness was that he sensed this. Nothing in his life he now knew had happened by accident. The plot to kill him, his sale, false accusations, his time in prison, disappointed hope, the chief butler would remember him. All these events that might have cast him into even ever deeper depths of despair turned out in retrospect to be necessary steps in the journey that eventuated in his becoming second in command in Egypt and the only person of saving the country from famine. And what makes Yosef great, he continues, the ability to keep going despite opposition, envy, false accusations, and repeated setbacks. Every leader who stands for anything will face opposition, right? And therefore, one has to do one's best to overcome that opposition. He says, and it continues, and he quotes a lot of other examples of this from, from out there in the world. Setbacks to our part of life, the story of the most successful. J.K. Rowling's initial Harry Potter novel was rejected by the first 12 publishers. She sent it to, right? Another writer, the Lord of the Flies, Steve Jobs told the story of three blows of fate that shaped his life. Dropping out of university, being fired from Apple, and being diagnosed with cancer. Rather than be defeated by them, he turned them all to creative use. The Hulu, and he quotes a band that their first audition, their company said, There's no way that you'll ever succeed and they were called the Beatles. Quotes all of these examples. But the what the common denominator of success is the willingness to keep going, even though it doesn't look it doesn't look hopeful. It doesn't look and we keep get keep, get, you know, despair in the face of future. He writes on the bottom, trust in God gave him immense strength, which is what a leader needs if he is to dare greatly. Whatever malice other people harbor against leaders, and the more successful they are, the more malice there is, if they could say, right, you had your thoughts, but Baruch they will survive and they will be successful. So, and we are all leaders in our own, Dalanamis, and maybe even outside of our Dalanamis, we have to try to take any setback or any challenge as part of the part of what Akarashbrahu has in mind, whether be able to come out with it, know Falti Kamti, even stronger than we were before. And with this we say Khazak chazak. then is Khazek. Again, today's Shia was sponsored um and Rivka by the Susman family. Rafu Shalaiman again the next uh Assume two weeks uh, there won't be any shiur. There are 13 years of shiurim online, so there is Torah out there for Shmos and Vaera. It's just there's not going to be any new uh, parsha shiur uh, online. But, uh, but feel free to uh, to listen to the archives. uh be and we'll pick up in a couple of weeks.